This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Second in MVP voting for the 2022 season. And now he is second to none. Number one in your programs. Number one in your hearts. Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid player in NFL history in terms of average per year, also known as APY, averaging $51 million a year with this new deal that he signs with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, worth a total of $255 million, $179.3 million guaranteed to be exact. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Uh, it also includes a no-trade clause. So shout out to Jalen Hurts. Shout out to his agent, Nicole Lynn from the Clutch Group. Black women out here doing big things, making history. All I got to say about this, Michael, and you know for us, man, I mean, you know, I don't know Jalen Hurts. I've run into him a couple of times. We're not friends. I don't even cover the dude regularly. Um, Most of these guys, we don't really know. We're not invested in them per se. I mean, you know, we're happy for them, but it's like, hey, you know, good for him. I'm sincerely and genuinely and personally happy for Jalen Hurts. It could not happen to a better dude. Because, see, you got to go back. This is before the Eagles took him, controversially, I might add. Actually, let me go back a, a second step. This is before last offseason, when he was the big question mark around this organization. This is before uh, his rookie year, when the Eagles controversially took him in the second round, when they'd already paid Carson Wentz to be the face of their franchise. This is before uh, he was a Heisman finalist at Oklahoma, okay? Um, I fell in love with Jalen Hurts when he stayed after being benched for Tua Tagovailoa in the national championship game. When he stayed at Alabama the following season as a backup to Tua and then came to the rescue in the SEC championship game in the same season, in the same stadium, I beg your pardon, that's when I knew this dude was built different. I knew he knew he was built different. So you'll recall when our boy Doug Peterson, controversially again, played Jalen Hurts. I'm like, Jalen Hurts is built for this city in a way that, no disrespect, Carson Wentz is just not. Like, this dude has who? just got something about him. He is magnetic. Who is Carson? He who? is dynamic. Yeah, exactly. He is dynamic. He is magnetic. He is made of all the right stuff. He is self-made. And it's just such a great story. And I could not think of a better person based on what I know and based on what I've seen to be able to call themselves the highest paid player in NFL history. It's just a great run. It's a great run. Not only staying in Alabama, then leaving Alabama, going to Oklahoma, becoming a Heisman candidate at Oklahoma, and then landing in Philadelphia, as you said. Carson Wentz really was uncomfortable with the presence of Jalen Hurts. And, and look, this is nothing against Carson Wentz, but it's just confirmation of, you know, you see these, these little aphorisms and these bumper stickers and, pray, and, they, and they're part of sermons too. You hear it all the time. And it goes, it's a variation of this. If people are 
uncomfortable around you, if people seem to be jealous of you or hating on you, they, pro- they probably see something in you that you may not see in yourself. And I'm going to give Carson Wentz credit. Carson Wentz was not just looking at it at looking at it as, hey, here's some second round pick who just happens to be in the quarterback room. I think Carson Wentz knew that Jalen Hurts was special. And it, that, that presence, the fact that it bothered him so much tells you that he knew what he was dealing with. And I'll give Hurts all the credit. They went to the playoffs year before last. Nine and seven after a, a rough start. Nine and seven, or, or probably nine and eight, 17-game uh, season. Nine and eight, lose to Brady and the Buccaneers in the playoffs. And as you said, there were no guarantees that Jalen Hurts was going to get to this level. I, I think every challenge that has been presented to him, he has met the challenge and exceeded the expectations that came with that challenge. So good for him and good for the Eagles, Mike. Yeah. Because you want to talk about They didn't win the Super Bowl last year, but they are set up as well as any team in football. Multiple draft picks, got their quarterback signed, got a young core together. Uh, head coach and uh, quarterback are aligned. Ownership good is management. good. General manager. I mean, good. Listen, I really told you. Stuff. I thought he could. I thought he could have been co-MVP of the Super Bowl. He was just that brilliant in defeat against Patrick Mahomes. Um, I love it when good things happen to good people, man. And, and yeah. again, you never. We never really know these dudes, but it just seems like everything about him is legit. Who he surrounds himself with, his entire team is nothing but sisters. It's like he just—he just that dude, man. How about it's, that? It's, it's easy, easy to root for. Easy to root for. How about that tweet? How about that tweet uh, about his agent that she just—I was talking threw it I out there at the same time. Oh yeah, and she DM'd him. She DM'd him and said, "Hey, I don't know if you picked an agent yet, but if you haven't, I'd love the link." And that's how he got Nicole Leonard as his agent. She and, and then the the, uh, the takeaway was shoot your shot. She shot shoot her shot. shot. Yeah. And now they got a great. A great contract, best contract in the NFL. Congratulations to so both. Now, so now, now Nicole can go and turn her attention to Quentin Williams, who I think she was the first black agent to have a top five pick. Black woman agent to have a top five pick. My man ain't showing up to Jets workouts because he need a new contract. So on to the next, Nicole. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. 
You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How exhausted are you after doing that on both ends of the Did y'all see that clip of J.R. Smith? You know, talking about Delhi? Did y'all see that clip? It's real. <laughs> it's, it's real. Um, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I, I didn't guard Steph the entire game, but like most of the first quarter, most of the fourth quarter, I guarded him. Uh, yeah, that's that clip is real. Uh, obviously, you know, my team wants me to do things offensively, but uh, and, and Mike talked about it as soon as he got here. You know, office. He's not worried about what I can do offensively. He wants to see me. Um, be better defensively, and that's something that I'm trying to that, that I want to take the challenge of doing. And um, I think we've all seen it in spurts, but I want to be able to do it f- throughout the course of a game. And playing 40 minutes, scoring 38 points is cool, but just trying to be as disruptive as possible while guarding, if not the best player in the world, uh, the best player to ever, you know, the jump shot wise, shoot a basketball, not just off the catch, but off the dribble. Guy's probably one of the craftiest players to ever touch the ball. Um, just to be able to just try to be disruptive for me, I think is um, is the biggest step, and I think that's kind of something that I'm, I don't I don't care to prove to anybody else, but I want to prove to myself that that I can go out there and just try to hound you know some of the best guards in the league. Is there something to be said for you know, the, the good shot versus great shot debate in that, in that you guys took good shots, but there were great shots to be had. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to hear from those who don't play what a great shot is, but, you know, uh, like, I'm just, we're just going to do what we do. I, it's gonna t- we're going to take tough shots. We're going to make tough shots. been doing it for 10 years, and I'm not going to get discouraged after one bad shooting night. Like, freaking A, I've been doing this for a long time. Well, you, Steph and, you, Steph, and Draymond and Lowe have been through pretty much everything. You guys. That's right. That veteran status you guys have. How can that help you as this series goes on? Or can it help you? Or does it make a difference? Um, well, you just stay calm in the face of adversity. You don't panic when it doesn't go your way. And you just be yourself. Do those three things, and I know we'll be great. Clay, how did you feel about the looks that you got from three-point range and the way that they defended you throughout the game? felt great. Every, t- every time I shoot the ball, it feels great. And I'll never have... A mindset other than that. Hey, Mike, um, as the Kings were taking down the Warriors at home, I, I couldn't help but think of like, I, I wonder if Natalie still feels good about this dubs in five prediction of hers. Oh, you know? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, so, they, so, so it's about to be a gentleman's sweep from here on out. That's what you're, no. you're not nervous. Come on, admit it. You, you, you're a little bit nervous, a little, at least more so than you were going into this series. Not nervous at all. First of all, okay. Oh, boy, as I far as know. my, I as, as far as my prediction went, because I'm not someone who likes to hedge, so I don't do it. But I said this could be a five or six game series, but I just went with five because that's me. That's my confidence. But no, I like. I, I text you guys, so you know, while you were on the show and talking about this last week, when Mark was saying, oh, I think this is going to go long. And I was like, it's only going long. It's only going long because they're starting on the road, six games max. And I said that. Y'all have the receipts, the proof. You know, you can back me up. So, no, I mean, the Warriors have one job to do, and that's split. It's win one of these games. And the last I checked, they have a chance to do that tonight. So, no, I'm not worried. They just won the finals, like, last year. Let me remind you. 
Okay. Now you said they have one job to do. They got one job to do. Split. I'm I'm telling you, it's it's infectious. It's go. It's like as soon as you fly. I was thinking the same thing. As soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as you fly, as soon as you fly, the fans are just like them. Their fans are I mean, just exactly. like them. I mean, just like they're like, whatever. Like, yeah. Like, how about Clay? Clay's like, every time I shoot the ball, I feel like, what, son? I feel good every time I shoot it. It don't matter. I've been doing this for 10 years. You ain't seen the tapes. You ain't watched me. You're not familiar with my work, bruh. It's like, so, but here's the thing. You said their job is to split. If they don't win tonight, mm-hmm. does that recalibrate just like do you look at it and say okay wait a minute we are looking at seven games or is your does does tonight not matter to you uh with the loss does a loss not change the way you feel about the series no tonight does matter to me i don't i wouldn't like if they lost tonight i wouldn't say oh they can't win but that would be like the first time in a steve kerr era that they would have ever gone down zero two um you know so but I think there's one thing about the, the 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 Warriors that's very true, and that's like once they figure a team out, they don't keep losing. Mm. So while I think it's very hard to win three in a row, um, which is why I think this would go six. Like if they between these first two games or three games, once they get back to Chase, feel like they figured the Kings out, then I do think they can reel off like a multiple wins in a row. I think they're also going to be watching that Lakers series very closely now that all those injuries occurred because. In the event that the Lakers advance and that's a short series, they're not going to want to be playing a long series. So I think. Oh my but, God, the I arrogance. <laughs> Watching the Lakers series. I mean, they better watch, they better watch Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox and stop letting them go by them like a bunch of turnstiles. They better watch somebody and box them out so they don't get crushed on the offensive glass. They better watch the fact that they are minus, they were minus 14 in 11 minutes when your boy Steph wasn't playing. Honestly, and I love the Warriors. I've enjoyed the Warriors. You know this, Natalie. But for purposes of this year's program, I'm a huge Kings fan. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm a huge King. Light that damn beam because I just want to see Natalie have to eat it. Speaking of which, you have a boat, but you have a boat. But I want to give you what you're about to give us because you've been waiting all weekend to talk about something we said on Friday. Yeah, well, I mean, I was out for family reasons, and I just don't know what it is. Anytime I'm out, y'all just decide to be crazy on the show and have these conversations that I should be a part of, but have these crazy takes. So let's, I'm, I'm going to remind the people of what you said. Yeah. <laughs> well, y'all were talking crazy. What if the Lakers come out of the West? What if he wins a championship at 38 years old? He's already still one of the best players in the league at damn near 40. What if he adds another championship? What will people like me do? What is what is we gonna do? Do Do I what you gonna do? Do I have to look at him differently? Do I have to yes. look at? Do I do I have to? Re, I mean, he's already in the conversation for greatest of you all time. To. Ain't much higher he could go. But if he adds a fifth ring to his resume, because resumes do matter to me. Championships don't define players, but resumes do matter. And and I'm sorry, rings do. Rings are a great separator. The other person who's had a title on lock. So this greatest player, and this guy doesn't get mentioned enough when it comes to greatest player. 
But when you get more specific and go greatest point guard, it's always been Magic Johnson as long as I can remember. What right. if Steph gets a fifth ring? Because you and I were among the first to stop qualifying Steph Curry as, right. oh, he's the GOAT shooter. No, he's one of the greatest players. Greatest point right. guard? I don't think conventional wisdom has him surpassing Magic. But what if he matches Magic's five with the way he re- yeah. he's redefined the, the position? What's wrong with that? No, no. First of all, let me tell you the first issue. Okay, the first problem is that you start this whole conversation and go on this tangent about what if you go through this whole scenario of all the people LeBron might play if he gets five and then what that will mean. And then after you do all of that and go down this road looking ahead that you just criticized me for doing, right? Then you move on to Steph and the conversation switches to well, can he be the best point guard? Hold up. Last I check, they both have four rings. Three of those rings that Steph got are on LeBron's head. He's done it in a shorter period of time. The question, if Steph gets five, is not about where he ranks um, with Magic Johnson because Steph is a better player than Magic Johnson. It's just resume building <laughs> and accolades to this point, Okay. Come okay, on, now. Come on. Come on. Why you just say it like that? What because, the hell? Because Magic Johnson is my absolute favorite player in the world. So Doesn't this is sound not, like it. This is not some reason. But because I never thought, like Mike, how he said he may have to reevaluate his position. Like me, I never thought someone could surpass Magic in my eyes. But I do give a lot of credit to resume and accolades. And Steph has some more of that to do before he can pass Magic. But this is this this way that you dismiss it, like it's just ridiculous that he could even be in that conversation. No. But the conversation should be, is this Steph's error? Were we incorrect in placing LeBron over Steph? Who really owns it's not all of this. Oh, where, where is Braun in the best player conversation? But only where in is California. Steph in the best point guard conversation. Ridiculous. California is the only. California is the only. The only saying that. Only saying that. Not in the whole state of California. Only saying in the Bay Area. That's only a conversation. No, that's not true. In the Bay Area, and, that and is not a national conversation. The com- There's no way. It's not a national conversation because it's not being had. But I'm having it right now. And our commenters. And our commenters. <laughs> who watched that segment, they agree with me. They were like, um, yeah, they were going in on y'all, okay? So that's all I have to say about that. That's all? Okay. Um, this is the In the interest of time, we're going to keep it pushing because um, wow. we got to talk about a couple of things. There were two things that happened a lot this week. We'll get to the injuries later, but investigations. Let's talk, I'm going to just push put these two together. E-40... Okay, the people in Sacramento coming at the homie E40, how dare you? And I stand with E40. Because even if E40 is wrong, damn it, 99% of the time we write. It is racially biased. So I'm with, I'm with E40 on that. Meanwhile, the Russell uh, Westbrook one. All I got to say about the Russell Westbrook one, Gary, I, I know I'm moving fast. Flip to the Russell Westbrook video right fast. First of all, two or two things. I got three things to say. One, this shortcut through the seating. Uh, to get to the visitors' uh, locker room, who thought of that? Okay, what an awful idea! What did you expect to happen? Two, how many times fans got to realize that Russell Russell Westbrook is indeed about that action, boss? And speaking about that action, I want to know who was the first person in human history when they was about to fight 
to roll up their shirt and grab their junk. That is the most <laughs> universal sign for like, I'm ready to throw these hands. I mean, I, like, I just want to know who started that. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that whole situation. I can't Watch get over him. Hey, who's this dude? Look at him tearing hey, up hey, his exactly. coat. He never stops. Hey, who, listen. The kid? Hey, yes. I mean, look, the dude, first of all, this dude is like, hey, be a man. Like, be a man. You going to be about it? Hey, dude, sit your ass down. You ain't about to get... <laughs> You ain't about to get into Russell Westbrook in front of your son. Like you, you, what, what are you trying to do? This is bad. This is bad parenting. You got to tell yeah. you, you got to teach your son. No, nah, no, nah. this ain't. No, nah, we just gonna be quiet here. This is not where, what we want to do. He's fortunate that Russell didn't go in on him. Hey, what's he thinking? They're like, hey, hey, man, just, just, just let him walk through. Don't say anything. Keep it moving. But he's sitting there in front of he, what are you trying to prove? You trying to prove something to Westbrook, your son, both? Just foolish. I'm with West, I'm with I'm with uh, Russ all the way. I'm a, I'm a, I stand with Russ. Team Russ. I am you know, I am too. I don't think like I, I just think fans cannot expect like if they're gonna say things to players that they're not going to respond. Um Eddie Gonzalez, who was a part of like Katie's team, so he was at the game. Um, tweeted that he was like right there and the fan basically said Westbrook to him. But there are some people saying like people yell things at LeBron, crazy things at other players all the time. Like you kind of got to move on. Like Westbrook is not that. Although Westbrook has expressed that he feels very he says it bothers him. Exactly. Right, exactly. You're messing with his family name. You, it, exactly. It, it but yeah. just that there was some more shed upon what happened and, and that's what yeah. it was. So some fans saying this to him, that's how he responded. I just think like it cannot you know be what? that you can say whatever you want it's, and it's, it's, the, the tunnel, it's, it's, the, it's the tunnel idea. Go ahead, Mike, real quick. We're about to go to break. Go ahead. I mean, say, it's just like weird, weird things happen in Phoenix, Utah, like organizationally, <laughs> fan wise. I mean, just weird stuff happens. What's up with the Western Conference? Y'all just calm down. The dude's cutting through. Just let him cut through. Boston? Don't say that. Boston? Yeah. You can't say anything about well, fans being crazy. Boston. That's well, East Coast. Well, they and, but I'm saying she got a yeah, part yeah. there. She, she, she got a well, part there. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's I don't know it's confined to a certain time zone. It's this time of year. Emotions are really high. Yeah, Speaking of Katie and Eddie Gonzalez, we got to go to break. All I know is Natalie uh, appreciate the lesson. Um, they I'm better sure win tonight. Warriors sycophants enjoy that. Um, Y'all better win is, tonight. No, speaking no speaking of better win no Kevin Durant. Who is one in nine in his last ten playoff games? Nine. I, I, I cannot. I can I will not show up. Well, I already don't show up that much. But I really won't show up if Kevin Durant loses to Russ and Chris Paul loses to the Clippers. I'm going on vacation for a long time if those two things happen. Okay? Because I don't want to hear Natalie or Michael Holly. Oh, you won't yeah. hear it. I, I'm actually rooting for KD though. I'm rooting for KD. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, before we take any questions, quite frankly, I'm almost embarrassed that I have to say anything. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio and the Wolf of Wall Street. But uh, I'm not leaving. Um, there's never really been any substantive discussions of the sort. Um, grateful and appreciative of the opportunity um, that my family and I have here in Houston. Oh. I knew what you were doing. I, I knew it. Going down Broadway. Whichever way I go. Also, What's up, Charles? How you doing, man? Yes. Also, Wolf of Wall Street reference, there is an argument that the Houston Texans have been running some kind of fraudulent <laughs> scheme Fugazi. over the last several Fugazi, years. Spagazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, yeah, it's fairness. Exactly. It doesn't exist. It's not on the animal chart. It's not real. Um, what is real is that $255 million that Jalen Hurts got, he ain't Ooh. going nowhere either. What are the uh, what are the ripple effects, Charles Robinson? What are the reverberations as it relates to the next? Because you know those t- titles of highest paid are oftentimes temporary. The next right. quarterbacks to get paid, specifically maybe Lamar Jackson. Right. Well, first off, props to Nicole Lynn at Clutch. I mean, that's that is yeah. a feather in your cap to to negotiate uh, the highest paid player in the NFL. And uh, it, you know, we'll see how long it ultimately lasts. I think the ripple effects. Uh, well, we'll get to Lamar. First, let's start. Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. I would expect all three, this is their baseline, where they start with when in their future deals. So there are going to be multiple elite-level quarterbacks that are now going to look to reset this number, probably modestly. I don't think blow it out of the water, but this is now the new norm for the elites, is you are a $50 million quarterback um, with $180 million in, in you know true guarantees. Uh, that's really what this deal represents for Jalen Hurts. Uh, and for Lamar Jackson, I think, and the Ravens, what you do is you sit down with the Ravens and you go, okay, this now probably has to be the baseline. They could argue, you haven't taken us to a Super Bowl. Lamar could argue, I've been a league MVP. Everybody can kind of try to meet in the middle on that one. But I think if the Ravens were to sit down with Lamar Jackson and say, here's the deal. We're going we're gonna to look at the Jalen Hurts deal. We'll match that deal or do a dollar better, whatever. We're going to put you right in the middle of that plateau, highest paid player in the NFL. If they can't get the deal done at that point, I do not think there is um, – I do not think there's a space where a deal gets done between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. But this does set the standard, I think, and it, and it applies to Lamar as well. Um, even with the injuries the last couple of years – you're looking at a player in Jalen Hurts whose resume, while being superb, is not, frankly, as good, you know, statistically as uh, Lamar Jackson's or in the win-loss column. You're talking about a player in Jalen Hurts whose rise has been like nothing I've ever seen before. Year one, he's a backup, a question backup. Like, why was he drafted? Because Carson Wentz was in place. Yeah. Year two, he's starter. Uh, questions about him going into last year. Right. Questions about I, that was my primary question when I went and visited with them in camp. I literally sat with Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman and I said, 
tell me what your plan is in the 2023 draft if if Jalen Hurst does not ultimately round the corner. Now, they had confidence in him, but he secured the bag after one year. Jeffrey Lurie was obviously 100% behind this with Howie Roseman. It's amazing. Only caveat here, I will say, uh, limited resume in, in basically two years you're looking at, and this is an absolute extinction level event contract if it is not. If it is not, right, Buster, right. it, that turns okay. out, okay? Right. I'm just, I'm just right. telling you. All right, Buster. <laughs> so so I just want to be just, just a quick follow-up on this. Lamar, if you're Lamar in Baltimore, is that a fair – if you're Baltimore, you say – do you say, we'll do that? If, if, from Baltimore's perspective, is that a fair deal? From Lamar's perspective, is that a fair deal? Just from, from both perspectives, looking at this and just match it. One dollar difference, like old school, uh, Bill Russell making a dollar more than Wilt Chamberlain. One dollar yeah, more. The, the market's the market. Good deal? Okay. You can, you can complain about it all you want, but the market's the market. And if you look at mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's record, okay, as a starter since he came into the league, um, five years of superb play and, you know, and then look at their record when he doesn't play. Okay. Look at their win loss record. It's horrendous when he doesn't play. It's great when he does play. Um, look at the pieces around him and, and let's not leave out here. The Philadelphia Eagles did for Jalen hurts. What the Ravens have never quite been able to pull off uh, with, with Lamar Jackson. What did they do? They went out and surrounded him with AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, you know, you had Miles Sanders in the backfield. You had an offensive line that was built for an ex- extreme level of success when healthy. You had uh, a tight end in Dallas Goddard, right? I mean, it's he was surrounded with everything to help make him successful. I don't think that's been the case with Lamar Jackson. You can say whatever you want about the coordinator and whatever. It is what it is. The market is what the market is. And if they don't like it, don't be in the top end quarterback market. That's as, that's as simple as I can say it. You don't like where the money is don't have a quarterback that can command that kind of money. And I think with this Hurts deal, Lamar absolutely has a leg to stand on to say, I think that's a deal I'm, I'm uh, capable of getting. Hurts uh, got a big raise. DeAndre Hopkins says he doesn't want a raise. My question is, does anybody want DeAndre Hopkins specifically with that contract that he carries? Not with the contract, I know. I, I think that that's really what's limiting him right now because I think people look at Hopkins and they say, you know, the window on him is it's it feels like it's the back end, the window with him. Um, they feel like he is not at least right now. I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying he couldn't have a bounce back um, year, but in, in some ways I look at him almost like when I remember when Amari Cooper, Dallas was trying to move Amari Cooper and they couldn't get anything for Amari Cooper. They ended up having to deal him for like what was a fifth round pick. Um, because there just wasn't a market for him, largely because of teams looking at him and saying he's not a twenty million dollar wide receiver. You know, we're not, and we're not going to want to do a new deal with him when he comes in here. So I think some of the reticence is the current contract. And I, I mean, he now dispels this, but I also do think that up until now, up until him dispelling it, some of the caution was: Do we have to do a new deal? Like when we bring him in here, yeah. does he want a new contract? And we're not really prepared to do that with him at this stage. Hey, I want to cheat real quick and uh, throw three names at you because I know you can handle it. Uh, also, uncertain futures. Uh, Buda Baker, also in mm-hmm. Arizona, requested a trade. Devin White requested a trade, but Jason Light, I think he said he's you know, not interested in doing that. And Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. whose future has been a question all offseason in Minnesota. So, Baker, White, Cook, go. Uh, Baker is, I mean, 
he's a valuable commodity. I mean, he's, he can play all over the place. Um, he's he can factor into the pass rush. Um, I do think that that there's a chance that he ultimately gets traded on on draft day. I would not be surprised by that. Um, and I think for for a decent asset, like he's he's someone mm-hmm. that a lot of teams will be interested in because of what he can do. He's still a star caliber player, no doubt in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Devin, Devin White. White. I, I no, I think he. I, I would. I'd be shocked. I think he stays. I think he's. I really. Tampa life loves him. Like they really want to keep him. Um, you know, I think they'll try and figure out a way to work that out. I just don't think they they ultimately want to want to move Devin White. I would be surprised. And Dalvin Cook. I don't know, man. You t- I mean, he's a running back. Like I don't. Yeah. You could do okay. Do you want um, Derrick Henry? Okay. Like, do you want like you could pick a number of running backs and. I think you're going to have a hard time moving him. He's. Not, I don't think Dalvin Cook is in the Christian McCaffrey territory, and I think McCaffrey got moved because you had a team that looked at him with the 49ers and said he can ultimately be a piece that significantly factors into all parts of our offense, gets us over the top, makes us a Super Bowl caliber offense, um, even with a with the quarterback situation being what it was. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't tell you that there's a great you market. Can't, out I there can't for call it. That's yeah, the, there's that's just that's not a great. Hey. Me and Michael talk about it all the time. That's the bad. What's going on, man? Oh, I can't. I can't call it, bro. I can't. I can't call. <laughs> it. Can't call it. I just can't call it. It's all good. I, I can't don't call know. Running backs, man. <laughs> I can't don't call let, it. Here, here. Let me. I'll call it right now. Don't let your kids play running backs. Okay. Like, don't, <laughs> yeah, if you if yeah. you if you have the talent to be a high level college player, an NFL player, play linebacker, play anything. Like, don't play be a defensive back don't play running back because I, i'll tell you here's a real quick i'll give you the most striking conversation that i think i've had i think i talked to you about this was um teams now i feel like there's now this approach where uh an actual dedicated approach by some some organizations to just let's we'll have if we take a running back the first round we're gonna have him for five years then we'll decide whether we want to pay two tags we talked about this with saquon right so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if Saquon's having problems, you know, like it, nobody wants to extend them. Nobody wants to extend running backs. Nobody wants to give them top, top deals. Um, and remember, Dalvin Cook's not a 25-year-old. He's not a 26-year-old. How, t- how many touchdowns can Austin Eckler score? You know, and look, at, look at this situation. Right, right. Just, That's a yeah, great example. Also, look at Austin yeah. Eckler. No market. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I, you know, I just I, – all right, look, look, look. Okay, I just say this. I, I, ain't, I ain't got a, I ain't got a question. I ain't got a question. This is what I'm gonna say at the end. <laughs> this is the last thing I'm gonna say. Y'all drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Y'all drive me crazy with this because this whole five year thing. You know what? A lot of general managers won't be there in five years. Don't think about, hey, uh, what's gonna happen after five years? Will you be here in three years? Will you be here in four years? Take okay. who's right. best. Don't for your shoot order. the messenger. Take- Hey, hundred three thousand. I'll tell it like I'm, I'm it is, and I'll tell it how no. it could be. Like, I'm, like you I'm want to be one about, way, and it's the other way. <laughs> I'm talking about. I'm talking about these GMs. I'm talking about these GMs. Like oh, with these okay. whole five year plans. No, you don't know what's going to happen in five years or four years. You take the best player, and so in a case like Bijan Robinson in the draft, you draft that guy, and you see mm. what happens later because he's one of the best players in the draft. And by the way, I want to give you credit, Charles, because I would have. Your memory is unbelievable. Uh, Mike gave you a, he gave you a Baker White Cook or something like that. Now I would have done it in order of profession. I would have gone Cook, Baker, White. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, just to get you to. Remember. But you, you remembered anyway. So hey, props to you. Hey, when's the uh, when's the uh, Aaron Rodgers deal gonna be done? 
Real quick, when's that going to be done? Yeah. Man, I know on. we talked about it on Friday. <laughs> we'll talk Give me a prediction. Like, done this week. Done this week. Uh, day, day, before, day before the draft, if not the day okay. before the draft, the day before uh, um, OTAs begin, full squads begin uh, for the Green Bay Packers. So those are the two dates I, I think. I think Lamar should call either Nicole Lynn or David Mulligetta. And the Packers and Jets, yeah. well, they already call it Charles. Get Charles in the room and get this deal done. Appreciate you, bro. Get the deal done. Uh, speaking of deals, I'll be calling you shortly. <laughs> Come on, Oh, man. here we go. <laughs> Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Um, I told him, you know, during the game, I think it might, I'm not sure if it was second or third quarter, maybe late second, that... Um, your score is not that important. Like, don't get frustrated with, you know, missing shots. You know, take good shots, take the right shots, but you bring us way more than just scoring the basketball. So don't let, don't let that affect your game. And, you know, defensively he was great on KD. I thought his physicality was good. He got a few offensive rebounds at the end of the game. We kept the ball alive. We got some more possessions. And the big stop on book at the end, you know. And so um, don't get discouraged about making shots or missing shots because you bring way more to this team than just making shots. And I thought he was phenomenal tonight. What is it about going three for 19 for you? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I guess that's a secret number. We won. We won both games, so shit, if it works, then hey, I'm with that. <laughs> uh, David Aldridge, sir, um, I feel like if memory serves, one of the last mm-hmm. times, maybe not the last time, but one of the last times we had you on was right when the Clippers added Russell Westbrook, and we were like, what the heck are they doing? Like, what makes them think this is going to work? Now, we're a long way away from them even winning this series, let alone going deep into the playoffs with Westbrook. But I, I think I speak for my man, Michael Holly, because we spent literally an hour debating <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Okay? Like, worst television ever. He's polarizing <laughs> as all get out. But I tell you what, uh, I am so good. rooting for him. But I'm so rooting for him right now. Like, I'm rooting for a guy that could go three for 19 and impact the game and make winning plays like this. Because this is what you show young basketball players. This is what I'm going to show my ninth graders. It's like, dude went three for 19 and stepped up on defense where we know that's not where his reputation is. Right. You know, crashed the glass the way only he's really capable of doing it at the point guard spot. I mean, like... Is this, is this real, or was this just one good night, or, or, or does Russell Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard's Clippers, even without Paul George, are they about to shock Kevin Durant and the Suns, who before last night hadn't lost with him in the lineup? 
Yeah, I don't know. You know, like, first of all, let's not get caught up when they were undefeated. They played eight games. Let's go nuts yeah. about the Sun. It just sounds really good. But having <laughs> said that, having said that, look, I think I think the Suns are going to win the series. I said that to everybody, and I believe it. Um, I still think they're going to win the series if PG's not playing. Um, but, look, you got the full Russell Westbrook experience last night, man. That's the full our dub that's it <laughs> like everything you could everything good and bad about russell westbrook that that you could possibly have on a basketball court he showed you last night and and that's why he is polarizing because he does take crazy shots and he misses a lot of shots but then he does five or six things to help you win a game like forget just for, just think about the the play on booker guards booker without fouling Blocks his mm-hmm. shot, throws the ball mm-hmm. out of bounds then off of him. Yeah. Yeah. That's three right. plays in one. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. To save the game. Like, I mean, that's 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 high level stuff there. You know what I mean? So um and then all the offensive rebounds. And then you don't hear anything from the from the analytics people. Russell Westbrook just hunts rebounds. He just he you know, it's all those triple doubles don't mean anything because he gets all those re- what about the offensive rebounds he got last night? Were those okay? Those okay with yeah. everybody? They, do do yeah. you approve of those offensive rebounds he got? You know, so, <laughs> so anyway, look, he's... I he, was Jason Kiddish last night in terms of just, yeah, like, doing a little bit yeah. of everything, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and for a guy that maybe early kid, because late kid could make yeah. shots. Late kid could he make shoot, threes. Yeah. And, yeah. and Russell's never going to be a great three-point shooter. It's just not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, no, he did everything to help them win a game last night. I'm... Um, Man, I still think the Suns are going to win the series. I just, you know, they had a three-minute stretch in the third quarter where they just scored 12 points and just went in, in, in like it was effortless, like bang, 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 bang. And they can do that with their firepower, and I just think over seven games, I don't know how the Clippers stopped that firepower enough times to, mm. to win three more games. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. See, that, Mike, was, that was really impressive. Yeah, Mike. Mike, DA ruining it for me, Mike, because I was about to, I'm about to go. Well, uh, it, it seems like we're gonna get a Lakers Clippers Western Conference final, right? Like, I mean, like, I have to, I have to, I have to, that's what it looks like it's gonna be led I by do, him. I do want to, <laughs> I do want to ask you about the Lakers, though, DA. I want to ask you about the Lakers. Yeah. I, I didn't laugh more this weekend than I did when I heard Austin Reeves say. I'm him. I, I'm him. I'm God, him. That was funny. I am him. I like, like he's Pete what? Weber. Like he's Pete that, Weber after all hilarious. It's hysterical. You know, and I loved it because that's the playoffs. That's what happens in the playoffs. People, people, unheralded people do crazy things in the playoffs. It's great. Yeah. And are they real awesome. though? Are the Lakers? Are the Lakers real in this series? You, you say you still think the Suns are going to beat the Clippers? How about the Lakers, the seven seed against the two seed Grizzlies? Well, uh, do you think say, the Lakers going to win? Look, I thought it was a very close series going in just because of the injuries. You know, with Adams being out, that's a big injury for, for Memphis. That's big. You know, like he's just such a great rebounder and post defender, and he could guard Anthony Davis without help. You know what I mean? So that was a big loss going in. Now if Ja is, is even if he's playing he's going to be limited you know like and so and you know they're going to slap on that hand every chance they get and and they should by the way that's what you do um and the, you attack weaknesses in the playoffs and so um boy i tell you what the lakers looked awfully good 
yesterday. I'm awfully good. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you who's him. Yeah, four guys with 20 points, first time since 90 uh, since 1988, and D'Angelo yeah. Russell at 19. I'm gonna tell you who's yeah. him. Rob Palenka. Rob Palenka got a lot of grief from a lot of people, including me, and somehow yes. turned his team into a contender uh, at the trade deadline. But this is the topic, and that's the perfect image. It's, a, it's an uncomfortable and unfortunate image, but this is yeah. the topic I've been waiting to talk about all day with you two, you two basketball historians who have yep. sat courtside and seen countless blocks and charges. Taking oh, yeah. charges yeah. has been part of basketball for as long as we can remember. But you sure. saw both Giannis go down. He might play game two. You see uh, Ja go down, um, both on similar plays. And now there's conversation about, wait a minute, should we adjust the rules? Should we extend the restricted area to somehow stop players from basically undercutting these high-flying athletes that the NBA has all, all across the board? And as we have this conversation, DA, I'm saying to myself, duh, like it feels so <laughs> obvious. Why have we let this dangerous play continue for so long yeah i mean i, I don't uh, to me it's like okay yeah it, it can be a problem sure it can be a problem but it's not like we have this epidemic of guys sliding under and, and getting hurt taking charge or you know trying to avoid people taking charges it just so happened that it happened twice to very important players on the same day that's unusual it's not it's not like it's never happened before but it's unusual so I wouldn't want to overreact to one bad day in the NBA where some crazy things happen. That's like, you know, I, well, I'm not going to use the example. I would love for them to extend the restricted area by a couple of feet because then it, it does get harder for that guy to come up from under the basket to help. He may have to do something different defensively to try to contest the shot. Um, I would like for them to maybe do something once a guy commits, you know, as a basketball player, when a guy is committing to going up in the air, when he gathers mm. the gather dribble, we all know what the gather dribble is. And so to me, if you say these are the best athletes in the world, well, the best athletes in the world should be able to adjust to that. And so to me, if you see the guy gather, you can't slide at that point. If you're not in position, mm -hmm. you can't slide to get in position. That's a block. That's yeah. going to be a block every time. Those are the tweaks I would make. I wouldn't throw out the charge, but I would tweak it for sure. What you think? Oh, couldn't, could, I was going to say, it couldn't have been uh, better said by Aldridge. I agree completely. These retweets are endorsements. Everything he just said, <laughs> I'm retweeting it. <laughs> because really, I, I think that that's not really the issue. The issue is how often like referees now have taken it to the to the level of there are more offensive fouls being called now than before. I mean, you're like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was really hard to get an offensive foul called because yeah. it always went into the advantage of the defender. Now, you know, offensive players, it's, it's more even. So I, I think the game is wide open. Offensive players have a lot more room. Hand checks are out of the game. Well, that's the other thing. Taking, yes. yeah. yeah. So yeah. taking out, taking out blocks. Yeah. Uh, taking out yeah. the charge? Nah, nah, I don't think so. I think no, that, not, I don't want, I, I would yeah. tweak, yeah. I tweak the I'd circle tweak. a little bit, but I wouldn't take yeah. it out of the game. No way. Yeah, yep, yep. So, hey, um, curious about, uh, are they still dancing in the streets in DC? Um, <laughs> what's the, what's, what's the, what's the vibe? What's, what's the, what's the mood like? Is are the birds yes. singing louder? Is the sun Come shining brighter? 
You know what I mean? Is the food tasting better? Is this, uh, now that ownership blossom, is finally changing. <laughs> in this blossom season? In this blossom I, season I, in D.C. right cherry now? Blossom, cherry blossoms are already out, have been out there, done. It's over. You missed it by a couple weeks. But I told it's somebody, over. Oh. I told somebody the other day, fellas, if we found out 100% accurately, with no ambiguity, that Josh Harris had committed acts of cannibalism, people in this town will go, eh, he probably had a reason. <laughs> <laughs> probably was a mistake. <laughs> probably didn't realize he was doing it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, they'll be like, eh, eh, probably shouldn't have done it, but, you know, still, yeah. he's not Snyder. You know, so, yeah. dude, the, the, the party, he's going to have the longest honeymoon in the history of honeymoons. Like, it will be years before anybody says a bad word about Josh Harris. It's just not going to happen. Like, people are so... Unanimity in this town is impossible on anything, you know. <laughs> like that's like asking people in DC who's your favorite go-go out artist. You know what I mean? Like you just nobody, yeah. everybody got their favorite, but everybody in this city is like, thank God this guy's getting out of here. Like there's no arguing. There's no pro Snyder faction in DC. No, it's all get yeah. him out. Oh, t- take your six billion and go. That's what people think. Take your money. I, I, go. I, I, well, I the, 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 disappoint, the disappointing yeah. six billion, by the way. How much is that supposed to sell for? <laughs> Unbelievable. Exactly. Rich people, and, man. Yeah. I know. I know. It's crazy. But no, and, everybody's, everybody's thrilled. Everybody's thrilled in D.C. I want to hear some answers in that poll, by the way. Favorite go-go artist. That just would be educational for me. Uh, my favorite, my like all-time whole... favorite was was Air Raid, but that's me. That's my, I'm, I'm you know, I, I know Rare Essence and EU. They're legends. But Air Raid played at our high school and raised money for the Black Student Union. So that's why they're always going to be I love special that. in my heart. Special in my heart. I'm going to tell you something else. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something else so, I want to so, see, DA. So, I want to see, so, I want to see a seven-game series, go-go slash house, because DC claims it, but so does Chicago. Chicago versus DC in this whole no, no, thing no. and who wins and this I know I know that's what people in Chicago say about y'all same thing, but here's the thing. I want to know this It gets serious get serious now. Um, I want to know You've been asking I'm sure as a commander's follower who has seen the best in that town from that football team I'm sure yeah. there's some things you've been asking Hey, if we had a real owner and this real owner would do X Y and Z what is mm-hmm. it? What would you ask if you have if you have Josh Harris's ear and magic and yeah. part and members of their group? What are you asking them to deliver now that they are they are, you know, curators of this franchise? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think the number one thing is a stadium like they need a new stadium. Everybody in town knows they need a new stadium. Nobody was going to do a deal with Dan Snyder, even the, the Virginia legislature, which is pretty conservative. You know, said, yeah, we're not, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. We're not going to do, we're not doing anything with this guy. So now all three jurisdictions, DC, Maryland, Virginia, are open for business with the, with the commanders, with Josh Harris. So y'all mentioned that the six billion was disappointing. That means he should have an extra bill to build a stadium now. So, so let's get cracking. <laughs> let's get cracking with the new stadium joint. And, you know, as far as the other stuff, look, I, I, I wrote this last week. Look, it just don't, don't embarrass the city anymore. That's the lowest bar you could possibly have as an owner. Just don't embarrass the city. Like, you know, we can argue about you should get this guy or, sign, or trade for Lamar Jackson or do whatever. And you can have discussion and disagreement about that. But just don't 
embarrass Washington, D.C. anymore would be the start. Like, like this last 24 years have been embarrassing. I, you know, the ultimate, this is, I don't know how much time I have left, but this is the ultimate story about how bad it David was. David Aldridge, man. The commanders under Dan Snyder. So a couple of years ago, the commanders are awful. So the last game of the year, they're playing the Eagles at FedEx Field. The Eagles need to win the game to make the playoffs. So, of course, as has happened the last decade under Dan Snyder, whole invasion takes place. It's nothing but Eagles fans in the stadium. They took over the stadium. They're making noise. They're doing fly, Eagles fly every five minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. But they also needed Minnesota to lose in the last game to make the playoffs. They had to win, and Minnesota had to lose. So they were up 24 nothing at the half. So the game was over in D.C., so the Minnesota's playing the Bears. So they start chanting, let's go Bears, in the second half. Yeah. Which means the Commanders were the third most popular team in their own stadium. Hey, DA. You, don't you, have to, you ain't got to worry about you, no you, Gary Carter, and every other Commanders fan, I think y'all feel like busting loose right about now, right? A little bit, yes, sir. Ooh, feel like bust, I feel like busting loose. Oh, come on, it's Chuck. Come on, it's Chuck. Chuck is. Give me the bread now. Give me the bread now. Chicago, y'all, y'all ain't got nothing for Chuck Brown, so don't even try. Y'all ain't got nothing for Chuck Brown. Appreciate oh, you, sir. Man, all right. I love it. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So I'm off the hook. You remember on Friday, okay, I mentioned how my wife was pregnant with Savannah she needed a back rub, was getting close, that sort of thing, and she was in pain, and uh, Braxton Hicks and whatnot, and uh, I was busy turning around yeah. the Devil Rays on MVP Baseball 2005, and I was like the worst, right? Come this to find a, out, we got dudes out here bringing, huh? That's, that's crazy. Now, and this is right before, this is, this is during the back rub, but this is not in the delivery room for you, right? No, this isn't in the delivery room. Once, once, okay. the, once she got into labor, I was locked in. You were focused. Apparently, uh, in these Twitter streets, they were talking this weekend about dudes out here bringing consoles in the delivery room, which pro- sounds exaggerated because it can't be the actual delivery room because that feels unsanitary. I seriously doubt that there's a birth happening and the doctor's okay with you liquidating the Cardinals roster in franchise mode. I just don't I, see I that you. being allowed. Maybe happened. the waiting room. I don't know. That's, some, that's a bootleg but hospital. Still. Still, but any, hey, you know what? But no judgment, but no judgment, no judgment. No, I'm I judging. am not. I'm I live in a glass house. I am not throwing bricks. You ain't living that kind of glass house. Once you, once you on the way to the hospital, once y'all grab the bag and you on your way, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. You can't be bringing <laughs> no, no. your PlayStation. Listen, you should probably. But you know it. what? 
Whoever it was is probably getting into the last time because he know it's over because that's when I had to give up that narcotic was once I thought having kids game over literally game over exactly. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.